What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast. I'm Harrison Wind. I got my guy, Henry Chisholm, with me today, who just got back. Well, not just got back, but <laughs> you're still recovering from Vegas and Radio Row. So, yeah. You know, glad to see you return to Denver and in good shape. At Thanks this for point joining in me. good shape. At this point, in good shape. It's one of those where, like, there's like, to me, there's, it, Vegas is a two day trip. Like yeah. you go out there like three day, two night. Max. Ex- exactly. No, exactly like that. But then when you're out there Sunday to Friday and then you throw in the fact that like you're you're leaving to go to work at like seven, seven thirty every morning. That's when Ve- Vegas just isn't the place for that. Yeah, it just isn't. And then you're in that radio row convention center yeah. all day long. And then you feel like after that, you have to like get loose like you have a lot of pent-up energy you, you have cabin fever exactly yeah. exactly yeah. You're like i just need to do something crazy and so like you run to the sports hook or like go get in and, and all of a sudden next thing you know it's like 5 a.m and you're like oh it's almost time to go do this again <laughs> yeah it's it, it was a mess who was the coolest person you interviewed on radio row ocho cinco i think it has to be ocho cinco like he just hits cool on every like great nfl player like still around like he, he had like the rapping ad recently yeah um and then on top of that just the cool factor like he checks every cool box there is yeah who was the least cool person you interviewed wow <laughs> oh wow there were these two uh i don't know what they call them, like those those girls who wear like all the feathers and stuff and you can like take pictures with them oh that are just out on the street yeah so like there was a lady like i think it was maybe yeah, the city of girls? las vegas was walking them around and i didn't do the they, interview i guess they got a radio row interview yeah Did you ask them about russell Chicago, wilson they really wanted they really want people to ask questions and then like their handler was like so have you heard that whatever sports hook i can't remember what it was is offering a bet on Travis Kelsey to get at least 10 catches, which is more than the number of whatever albums that Taylor Swift has. And I was like, I guess I didn't know that context, but wow. I knew that you could bet on Travis Kelsey to have 10 catches. I knew that that was a thing. That's a pretty good SEO headline out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pretty exactly. good. Probably do big numbers. It <laughs> is crazy, though, because you see, like, like Carrot Top was around a little too much. You're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any football questions yeah, for him. Yeah, Carrot Top was featured a lot throughout the broadcast as well. I believe And it. I'm like, this guy's still around? Yeah, Haven't exactly. seen this guy in years, and he's Barely. still doing his thing. Somehow he got led into that Vegas suite with Guy Fieri and all oh, those dudes. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. were showing the Vegas suite, and it was like, oh, I know him, I know him, <laughs> Guy Fieri, and then Carrot Top. It's like, oh, yeah, Carrot Top, weird. Yeah. But yeah, at one point, oh, we interviewed Tech 9 that Tech was another nine. one. Big Chiefs fan. Yeah, wow. we asked him how many Zacks it would take to uh, to tackle Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. He thought it would take a lot. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. So stuff like that. Like, at one point, we were just, like, walking. Me and Todd were walking around. Todd Davis. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just <laughs> me, Todd to me, me, though. Me and yeah. Todd. Me and Todd. And, and this radio table, there's some local radio station, just starts going, Montana, Montana, Montana. And Todd's like, like, do they know you? Or like, what? why would anybody do that? I was like, bro. Joe Montana just walked by. Didn't you see him? <laughs> but it's just like stuff like that. That's just happening constantly. But like I sent a picture to my parents because I was like, who is this? They're like, oh, that's Wayne Newton. I was like, ah, it's Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. That, that's who that is. I mean, he's got a pretty recognizable face. Exactly. I don't think you would know who Wayne Newton is. Exactly. Yeah. I just knew I, I knew I should. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. You really got everybody on Radio Row, huh? It's very weird. Everybody from Ocho Cinco to Wayne Newton. Yes. That's wild. Exactly. Yeah. Well, glad to see you're back. Glad to see you're back in one piece. Yes. We were talking about this just before we recorded, mm-hmm. and um, 
I want to get to the quarterback talk as well. I want to yep. ask you what the best case scenario and worst case scenario is for the Broncos at QB because it's rumor season uh, with the NFL. We got the yeah. combine here coming up. I'm seeing, you know, I'm just a casual NFL observer, but I'm seeing a lot of J.J. McCarthy to the Broncos buzz that I want to ask you about. I'm seeing a potential trade up for Jaden Daniels. Yep. I want to ask you about him. But first, though, the NFL salary cap just went up $13 million. We were talking yeah. about this upstairs. What happened with this, and how does this affect the Broncos? So this was a big surprise. Um, we expected it to go up about $17 million. So it was at two twenty four dollars or so last year. Generally projected to go to like two forty two. Winds up going to two hundred and fifty five. Mm -hmm. which is more than was anticipated. There aren't a lot of reports that come out before something like this. Like there are a couple really well-connected people. I think Mike Florio is one of them, pro football talk, NBC sports. Um, and yeah. he said a couple days ago, you know, it's, it, I've heard from people, it could be like 242, 243, which again is like kind of what the vibe had been. And then after that quote tweet, it was like, somebody says it might be uh, closer to 250. It's like, oh, that could be big news for the Broncos. Flash forward to today, this morning, it goes to 255. So it goes up $30 million versus last year, $13 million compared to what we expected. And that's obviously huge for the Broncos because they have been irresponsible financially. So <laughs> with that 242, which is like the Spo track, that's one of the good websites. They, they do some NBA stuff too. Yeah. Um, but but that, they do a good job projecting that sort of thing. So based on that projection, the Broncos would have been about $26 million over the cap given this now they're projecting the broncos or estimating i should say not projecting estimating the broncos are about 13 million over the cap over the cap another really good website for these sorts of things says 10.7 million so that is drastically drastically different yeah it's so, it's so big so this is huge i mean they were expecting it to go up a certain amount the salary mm -hmm. cap rises in every sport yep. some more than others how does it rise as much as it did so it's set at about, so this is every year, about 48% of the league's annual revenue. Right. So 48% in theory goes to the players, and that's why that's the salary cap. And then the other 52% goes to the league, the owners. And yeah, so similar setup to it, most sports. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the reason it went up this year, according to the report, or according to the NFL, is that they paid off a bunch of their debts from... Um, uh, from the COVID year, which okay. again, I'm not sure why that becomes revenue, but that's what they said. That would be more like expenses that are no longer on the books than revenue. That's what they say, and you just have to take their word for it. And then on top of that, they have some new media deals. It uh -huh. wasn't the big one. Like typically, there's like the oh, the regular season media deal. Like well, when CBS the, gets a chunk, Fox gets a when chunk. When the NBA signed a new media deal years ago. Mm -hmm. There was such a big salary cap jump that the Warriors got Kevin freaking Durant. <laughs> exactly. They exactly. just were able to add him onto their team. Exactly. But I think this one was more Paramount plus got the playoff game. Mm -hmm. That's like just money that they had to spend ridiculous. Yep. So just more like little things like that that must have added up to be much larger than anybody anticipated. That's crazy. So cap go is going up by a huge number. Yep. This obviously helps out the good teams, I think. Yep. It, it helps out everybody, but my initial read is it probably helps out the good teams more significantly. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones that might have to cut bait with a high salary-making guy. Yep. 
but the Broncos might also fall into that category because they were just up against the salary cap so much and they do have so much salary on their books. Exactly. So you like look through, they, they still have work to do, obviously. Um, and the thing about the NFL is that there are ways to just basically push money down the yeah, line. The, the fake salary. Cap. Exactly. Yeah. Gotta Where, love it. Exactly. Uh, you, eventually that bill does come due. So you don't want to do too much of that. Didn't stop the Saints. <laughs> yeah, or but, but then mo- when the bill does come due, usually those people are no longer working there and you know fired and, and, and don't have to deal thing. with it. So there's always <laughs> like in the background, you can just push things ahead, like $12 yeah. million dollars of the money that they have to pay Russell Wilson, regardless of whatever else happens. You can just account for that money in the future if you wanted but but more realistically you look at you know garrett bowles cut or trade him you save 16 million justin simmons cut or trade him 14 and a half million trade jerry judy 13 million cut or trade Cortland sutton 9.7 cut or trade tim patrick or dj jones nine and a half each uh trade zach allen some point so those are kind of the numbers you're working with here as you decide you know first of all how much money do they need because like the draft class is going to cost another seven million dollars that isn't really accounted for yet yeah. um you you have Josie Jewell, who will cost about six million bucks if you want to bring him back. Lloyd Cushenberry, probably like twelve million bucks if you want to bring him back. So you have to figure out how much you need in the first place because it is just getting back to zero. Yeah. But essentially, when you're talking about having another thirteen million dollars, it means you just don't have to cut one of those guys that you otherwise would have, which is substantial for sure. Who would be the guy that you would not cut that? Before this news, you probably would have had to cut bait with for sure. To me, I think it's Garrett Bowles. Okay. I think that's the one because he's he's the biggest potential savings of anybody on the team. Sixteen million dollars. Yeah. He also like if he were on the open market would probably get a contract worth more than sixteen million dollars. Right. Like it's not that it's a bad deal. It's just that you need to find that money somewhere. And I think because of this, he's probably the guy you look at and say. Maybe, you know, you can give him an extension and move some money around through that. Um, But but he, to me, is the guy that now you have back. And because of that, you know, you don't draft a tackle in the first round. It opens up some doors there. Or if you weren't going to do that, you don't have to sign one in free agency to patch the gap. So you get more opportunity. So it does really trickle down in a lot of ways. But it does help the Broncos. There are a lot of people saying, well, everybody gets this money, which is true. But the difference is... You know, the the best way I've come to ex- understand it in the past, like, six hours is that the amount of talent in the NFL is not changing. It just, it's the exact same amount of money or, or of talent regardless of sure. this move. The difference is the Broncos can do the exact same thing they otherwise would have done and keep Garrett Bowles, which right. means their proportion of the total amount of NFL talent is bigger than it otherwise would have been. So while everybody benefits and things will shake out however they shake out, the Broncos do come out ahead because of this. Are there any other teams out there that that you initially think of that like would have had to cut one of these big name dudes and now all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, yeah, we can just we can just keep them." Yeah, it's a sad one. Oh god. Uh, Chris, oh no. Chris Jones is hitting the open market for the first time. Right. Yep. And but did, didn't he say at the parade he's coming back to Kansas City? Didn't Bruce Brown? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did Chris Jones know about the salary cap spike before well, any of us? Put the, the <laughs> put all the pieces together with Taylor Swift and the money that could be coming. In. Maybe there's something <laughs> some insider trading. But, I mean, yeah. he's probably going to make thirty million dollars a year. Right. So 
now you can kind of look at that as like a $17 million per year cost. At the same time, you'd expect all the free agents' prices inflate because there's more money to spend. All of this is just kind of bidding for players, and more often than not, they take the highest deal. So who knows how exactly it all shakes out, but that's one that stands out. You also look at, I mean, the Saints, for example, $90 million over the cap. Now that goes down to $77 million. You wonder how that even feels for them. It's like, do they, yeah. it's like, oh, I guess there's one less move we have to make, but that is still so much money that they have to clear thanks to the way things were run in the recent past with right. some, some familiar faces that you, 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 I wonder what that's like. Or on the other end of the spectrum, the Texans come into this offseason $80 million in cap space. That's a lot of money to spend. Goes up more than expected. $93 million in cap space for a playoff team. That's scary. It's really scary. Damn. So they could really go like big game hunting. They could do some ridiculous things. They were already going to go big game hunting. Now exactly. they could go even bigger game hunting. Exactly. Interesting. All right. I'm going to hit a break real quick. On the other side, I want to ask you about the quarterbacks um, and what the best case scenario, worst case scenario might be for the Broncos coming out of this offseason. Uh, guys, at Bet365, it's never ordinary. They don't do ordinary and they've got an awesome offer going on for NFL bets right now. Uh, you can do a bet and get offer, place a $5 bet or more, get $150 in bonus bets. I believe that's across every sport. And they also have a first bet safety net offer across any sport as well, NHL, NBA. Place a bet up to $1,000. If your qualifying bet loses, you receive a matched refund in bonus bets. I think the Nuggets are in Portland tonight. They are. I'm wondering what the line is at because I did yeah. see that uh, Jamal Murray is not playing tonight on the second night of a back-to-back. Huh. Minus nine, the Nuggets are. I would not touch that line. No. I think the Nuggets win. I don't think they win by nine points. I think I might uh, watch the first few minutes of the game. You know, maybe it's a 15-10 Blazer or something like that. The and then jump Nuggets, in. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can download the Bet365 app. You can use that QR code right there on the screen, or you can you know, download it from wherever you get your apps from. Mm-hmm. Use the code DNVR365 when you sign up. Must be 21 plus, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Also... Shout out to Coors Light. You can see it right there yeah. on the set. So excited to have Coors Light on board. I don't know about you, Henry. Like when I think of light beer, oh yeah, in Colorado, I think of Coors Light, the mountains, Colorado company. Growing up, that seems weird to say, but um, what is this? The best hats ever. Oh, fleece bucket <laughs> hat from Coors Light. <laughs> I'm going to put this on right now. Hell yeah. Coors Light has good plastic. (laughs) I think of Coors Light when I think of Colorado beer. Local, with the mountains, and uh, we're so excited to have Coors Light on board. When it's time to chill, Coors Light is the beer I reach for. So when you want to hit reset, grab a beer that's made to chill, get Coors Light Delivered straight to your door with Instacart, CoorsLight.com slash DNVR. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I think I'm just leaving this on the rest yeah. of the show. Uh, yeah. Coors Light's awesome, too. 
Like, I'm so glad that this is a partner now because that's, like, my college experience. Right. Like, when I think camping, Coors Light. Rockies game, Coors Light. Like, yeah. And I feel like I've drinking I've drinking I've drank more Coors Light than like maybe any drink but water in my life. Probably, yeah. Um I was thinking about all the light beers that I had, you know, like in my previous life when I was in college and yep. shortly out of college. If I'm reaching for a lighter beer, it's Coors Light. Absolutely. It's just clearly top tier the of, silver of all those beers that you could go for at, you mm. know, in that category. By a mile. Yeah. All right, back here on the Denver Sports Podcast, Harrison Wind, uh, Henry Chisholm. I want to go back to um, Super Bowl week really quick and, and on Radio Row. Yeah. You obviously talk to a lot of people there, like you were saying earlier, a lot of different people. Um, what was the buzz about the Broncos on, on Radio Row? What was like <laughs> just the consensus about this team? Um, how, how are people just kind of viewing this team um at this current time yeah not great um you know we we go you so we we did some like short videos with some national media people and sometimes we say like we're from denver and sometimes like it's just like hey you have a couple and it doesn't really come up and so like i think diana russini was one of them who were just like so what do you think of the broncos and the russell wilson situation it's just like oh that <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm sure they'll figure it out and things will go like because they want to say nice things when they realize like local media like yeah. want to be liked in that town. But I mean, nobody really had a whole lot of uh, great things to say. I mean, people will say like, yeah, Sean Payton, he knows how to make the best of things like you could see things improve. And that's totally true. You know, three wins better than the year before. Yeah. Uh, best record since 2016. It doesn't feel so great right now just because i mean the salary cap situation which did improve you know don't have a lot of draft picks you still have the rust thing going on but yeah there isn't a lot of optimism there isn't really like here's how it gets better you know you'll even you look around the league and it's like the raiders you know you have a new coach embracing kind of the raider right. culture you need to find the there's at least like, something to get excited there's about. like some sort of path whereas with the broncos it starts with are you getting rid of russell wilson are you getting rid of any other players? And then how the path to improvement is just through like coaching and scheme and understanding and developing players. But it's not like it's a particularly young team either because right. they haven't had any draft picks. So it isn't. <laughs> right. I mean, you look at you look at the sports books and there are two teams with worse odds to win the Super Bowl than the Broncos. Right. Like you throw in then the whole like the Chiefs are in the division, which is another fun yeah. path you can go down. So there just isn't a lot of positive things. There's not a lot of positivity. There's yeah. not a lot of optimism. Um, I can say this because I don't cover the Broncos yeah. and I don't have to talk to people around the team. Yeah. They've been trying to put out this spin that Russell Wilson might be back in Denver. I've thought the entire time it's 100% bullshit. Yep. I don't think there's any chance he's coming back. I don't think that's a relationship that can be reconciled. And that's the thing. <laughs> You, I'm going to let let you say what you want, but like, I've been looking at this story for the last couple months and been like, how can you believe this? Exactly. And the thing is, I mean, you could make the case for it to make sense because essentially what happens is if he's on the roster in mid-March, he his salary for next year is guaranteed. So you'd probably keep him for those two years. And the total cost to keep him for two years would be an additional $37 million dollars. Which eighteen half million dollars for a quarterback? Not a bad deal. Russell Wilson 
by the numbers, a better than average quarterback. If you take away sacks, like he was a pretty good quarterback last year, and then you decide who the sacks are on. And I do think that if they move on from Russell Wilson, there's a very, very good chance that they get worse at quarterback next year. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't know the exact numbers. I know that Jarrett Stidham's game against the Chargers, like 93 passer rating, fine game. There have been one quarterback in like the past five years who had that passer rating over the course of their entire rookie season. Like, <laughs> you just don't get good quarterback play. Now, obviously, there's benefits in the future and all that. But I do think that in terms of winning games, Russell Wilson might be your best bet. If, if you can't justify like Kirk Cousins because of the financials, all that sort of stuff. In terms of winning games next year, I do think that he's probably your best chance with the off chance. I mean, the one quarterback who didn't, who was better than Jarrett Stidham in that game was CJ Stroud last year who did what he did. So there is that chance. The thing is you benched him and asked him to give money back and I, I you burned the bridge. Like to me, you burned oh, the bridge. And I so it's just so. kind of too late. So it doesn't even feel like it is even an option anymore because of the decisions you made in the past. Yeah. And, and I mean, that kind of brings me back to like the way it seemed like the season played out. It seemed like the Broncos were doing everything to end the Russell Wilson relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Sean Payton yelling at him on the sideline. Exactly. The thing with the contract. Like these are things you do if you don't want him to be the quarterback next season. Exactly. Like they just it just doesn't work. And he was obviously upset. Like oh, there, yeah. there's no there's no Who way can around blame it. him for that. Yeah. And, Who and can blame he, him for being upset? You know, he said like he wants to be back in Denver. You, like, I mean, you got to say that, though. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably. Um, but he's also taking offers on his house. And so, yeah. Is that, do you think that's like a real sign? Probably. I mean, probably. If, right? if, if, if the house was on the market, then that's a thing. But again, talking to Todd Davis, who, again, lives in a little different world than me. Um, he says, well, you don't do that because as soon as you list it, then you start getting people calling and saying, like, hey, we want to. We we're, we're thinking about buying this house, but really they're not, and they just want to walk around Russell Wilson's house. And so by saying like, you kind of like <laughs> is, under the. Is that what it's like to put a multi-million-dollar house on the market? I guess because people want to walk through it. When it's the most expensive house ever sold know. in Denver. Like, I guess maybe you want to. What he brought that up, and I was like, ah, oh, I mean, I would go but, tour that I mean, house. There's no way he's still living there. Exactly. That's the thing. Cause they have the other house in San Diego, and. Todd said he had heard that there were movers at his house a few weeks ago. Ooh. And it was a whole big thing. Cause like, I don't know if, if you're wealthy enough to have multiple houses, do you have certain things that you just move to the new house in the off season? Like things that you want to bring with you? Obviously you have like two closets. You don't necessarily need to bring like yeah. clothes, but like, I, does your I, kid, I, I would think he's got, um, full closets at every house. Absolutely. Yeah. But like, so he, I, I do not think he needs to move. <sighs> Like stuff to a new house, like little little future junior probably has like a PlayStation, but he has a PlayStation in both house. That that's probably not an yeah, issue. At every house. But does he have yeah. like a custom controller he really likes, and so he wants to bring that with? <laughs> that's a good point. Like, and so like, is there a full truck worth of things that you have to move, or is this a suitcase situation? Yeah, you know. So I, I don't know. There's a lot of rabbit holes you can go down. Everything really does point toward this has to be over. Yeah, but I until the so. pol- the trigger is pulled, and the one little piece that. I guess maybe is the the hang up. The reason it hasn't happened yet is that free agency opens on March 13th. His money for next year gets guaranteed March 18th. So if you wanted to, you could say we kind of basically it's a two year, 
$37 million contract for Russell Wilson you can just keep in your back pocket. You can go into free agency and say, hey, Baker, what's how's how are you feeling like what's what's the market looking like yeah and if if the market is 30 million a year then you're like ah that might be a bit rich but for some reason the market isn't hot and you have your your choice between baker for 20 or russ for 18 and a half or same thing with kirk cousins like it does leave a little bit of flexibility Absolutely. at the same time like i don't it does feel like it's this should have been decided by now yeah and i have a feeling it has been decided yeah, we just we just don't know um, I'm going to hit another break on the other side. Best and worst case scenarios for the Broncos at quarterback. Does one of them involve <laughs> Russell Wilson? I, you might have, or were you saying best case scenario might be Russell Wilson is back? If you're just trying to make the playoffs next year, I think, I mean, first of all, the, the first conversation, Baker, Kirk Cousins, or Russell Wilson. Honestly, you could kind of put him in any order. You probably right. put Kirk first, I guess. But then when you factor in money, Russ would be the cheapest option of the three. I mean, additionally, compared yeah. to the sunk costs. Um, All right, well, we'll yeah. get to it. We'll get no, to after it. After that, yeah. Guys, we do a lot of cool events at DNVR. These are some of the ones coming up. Um, well, we just had this Leeds watch party. That I was mean, crazy. I don't... This isn't like a huge DNVR thing, but we have a group of uh -huh. Leeds supporters leads the soccer team in England <laughs> yeah. coming in every week to watch this game. Um, we got a Breck and Nuggets watch party on, uh, that's tonight, Nuggets Blazers, Breck Brew Specials, and Jersey ticket giveaways as well. Uh, so if you're not doing anything tonight, Friday night at the DNVR bar, nothing better. Oh, on Saturday tomorrow, CSU watch party, 6 p.m. with the CSU Alumni Association, swag giveaways, drink specials as well. Uh, so if you want to uh, keep up to date on all the events going on here at the DNVR Bar, follow us on social at DNVR underscore sports or go to thednvr.com slash events to check out our calendar there. Also, if you need tickets to concerts, shows, sporting events, check out the Game Time app. It has last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, Super easy to use and easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Nuggets games, Avs games. I'll be going on game time for mm -hmm. Rockies tickets pretty soon. Also, yeah, also going on today. The first Rockies spring training game. Uh, yeah. I can't believe it's already that Guess season what? again. They're winning. They're fixed. They're up three zip heading into the ninth, heading into the eighth. Wow. Get to a TV because I don't know how many of those you'll see this season. Don't miss this. Yeah, no. Riley Pint, a little, little sketchy there in the in the top of the eighth, but they're, they might figure it are out. Are you a Rockies guy? Uh, see, you, I, think, you, I mean, you seem pretty into it right the now. The thing was, last year, I was all the way out. Like, I wasn't wearing any Rockies gear. Like, none, yeah. like I was all the way out. I went to, like, three games. I wore my Nolan jersey just yeah. to be like... Last, just to show where I feel. Last season was the first season where I was like so out. I didn't even go to games. Exactly. Like that's basically where I was at. Yeah. But then I think I just swung so far last year that I was like, okay, I got that out of my system. Let's yeah. just see. Let's buy in. Not not buy in and like put money on them or expect them to win anything or like, but just be like, hey, I'm going to, I'm a Rockies fan. I'm going to watch some of these baseball games and it might suck, but I'm just going to do it at least at the start. And they do have a. Nice young core, it seems like, that they're building. Like, there's actually something I've heard being that. created. I'm hoping to see it at some point. People say that, but, like, I, again, I just Dude, tuned out. Our Susie Hunter says it all the time. She does. She was on this show talking about the young core. Yeah. 
and um, Chris Prime. <laughs> he, he, he is not in the young no. core. New haircut, though. Nolan like. Jones. He is in the young core. Yeah, Nolan uh, Jones. But download the Game Time app, create an account, use code DNVR for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account, redeem code DNVR for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, back here on the Denver Sports Podcast, Harrison Wind and Henry Chisholm. Best case scenario at quarterback for the Broncos in your mind. And now this could be best case scenario for winning football games mm-hmm. next season. It could be best case scenario for getting a quarterback to get in the building and build towards a like Super Bowl contender yep. a few years from now. Just in in your mind, what would be the best case scenario at quarterback? To me, the best case scenario is Caleb Williams. It's um it's a very slim scenario, and it probably requires three firsts, a couple seconds, and Pat Sertan. Yeah. And then even then, the Bears probably say like, no, we're not trading away the right to have Caleb Williams. <laughs> right. But on the off chance that they're willing to accept it, I think that's best case, just because there's a chance that he's a freak. I mean, we know he's a freak. The the chances that it just translates to the NFL, and you've got the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the league for the next decade and a half. I think that that's, that is clearly the best case scenario. And then there's obviously issues with that. Um, in that like you traded all the picks, Pat Sertan probably gone at the same time. There isn't a good path forward that doesn't have significant costs because sure. that's just where the Broncos are. That's why it's such an upsetting time. Um, but that to, that's number one, more realistically, I mean, maybe you could say like trading up for Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, even that probably is a little unrealistic. And because of the price tag, you know, multiple first round picks, that sort of stuff. Right. Maybe not best case scenario. Um, but yeah, I mean, JJ McCarthy at 12, Penix at 12. Like, so, so you think drafting a guy in the top half of the first round is overall the best general route to go? Yeah. Yeah. I, I lean that way, but it is. I'm, there's no answer because if you do that, you just don't have the, the, the horses around him to succeed in the near future with right. any first round quarterback. There's like a 20% chance that it actually works out in the long run. Um, on top of that, like you just don't have first round talent on your roster and to not use that pick on somebody who you can just trust to be a new core piece of the team that would really sting and would set the franchise back just talent wise again. But again, the other option is you bring back Russell Wilson and then you're just in purgatory. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you go, you get rid of Russell Wilson. You don't get a rookie you roll with Jarrett Stidham and tank. Like I, I guess like you can make, there just isn't a very clear option. And I'm, I'd be, I could be convinced any direction still, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, the good thing about, you know, the draft this year is there's a ton of quarterbacks. Um, Caleb Williams at the top. Jaden Daniels is a trade-up candidate, it seems like, as well. Yep. There's been a lot of J.J. McCarthy buzz recently that Sean Payton likes him, that the Broncos might be interested. And, I mean, he's probably not getting taken before where the Broncos pick in the first round. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's even a guy you can trade down for. Are you a J.J. McCarthy guy? Uh, A little. Yeah, a little. I think think it's easy to see why people would really like him. I think that you look around and Caleb Williams is a freak. Uh, He's a freak who runs like a a lot of RPOs and a lot of stuff is off script and you'd have to kind of rein him in a bit. Drake may just doesn't have a whole bunch of experience. Um, He's really good down the field, but a lot of the shorter stuff, you're still working out sometimes like the instincts, the football IQ, like he's not, 
He isn't like a, a gamer or anything like that. The chat's that. saying you're not a Drake May guy. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a Drake May guy. Okay. I do think he's. You can't ignore the fact that he's big and strong and has a great arm and good accuracy and is really good at all the stuff more than like 12 yards downfield. Like that's yeah. super important. But at the end of the day, the teams that are successful are the teams. I mean, the Tom Brady stuff, like take your seven yards, take your six yards, like hit him mm-hmm. underneath. But moving like Jaden Daniels, you know, you look at him and the tools are all there, but he runs a spread offense and you run those receivers down the field. and There's so much space to go work like J.J. McCarthy he runs a system or comes from a system that's much more similar to the NFL than any of the other quarterbacks. Gotcha. And so even though he's so young and fairly inexperienced comparatively, you still, he might translate the quickest just because of that. Like you've seen him play from under center. You've seen, seen him, you know, make three reads and, and throw the ball. Um, and there's a lot of talent there. The accuracy kind of comes and goes, and there's some questions about that sort of stuff and some bad decisions still. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I see why, especially an NFL coach would be like, oh, this is the guy who we could bring in and just let him be our quarterback. And he kind of looks like a young Drew Brees. He does. And there's a lot of, I mean, he steps up in the pocket. Well, um, oh, I wasn't talking about his, his football, uh, uh size number nine white. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. And if I know coaches, and they like what they Because had. I know Michael Malone sometimes has an affinity mm-hmm. for small white point guards. Mm-hmm. Um, that might have resembled a play style that he played with growing <laughs> up. I feel like Sean Payton might have an affinity for a quarterback that reminds him of Drew Brees a little bit. Yeah. And I, how he might have used to And play. I do think that, that it would make the transition easy in a lot of ways because he's one with Drew Brees and you could find that. But at the same time, like to use a Michael Malone comparison, it's the same thing as if, you know, Nikola Jokic retires and then afterward, you know, it's like, oh, who who are the Nuggets going to get? It's like, well, yeah. you know, he... He could just go get a fairly unathletic center. Like he hasn't necessarily wanted an athletic center in the past. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. Like Nicole, he had Nikola Jokic. Like right. It's Drew Brees, who's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and like his. It's all about the complete pack. Like when you're as efficient, just in the short stuff and intermediate and downfield, like that's just a separate. When you have all three of those things and you can change the play to fit what's open, all that sort of stuff. Like yeah, he's not the fastest. It worked out, but. When you're when you don't necessarily have all those pieces, I don't I don't think that Sean is necessarily going after the next Drew Brees. I think he'd love to have that, obviously. But I do think that you can look at Jaden Daniels and say, look at all those tools. You might not win the exact same way, but there might be more paths to winning through him in Sean's eyes than JJ McCarthy. Yeah. What other quarterbacks do you like? I mean, obviously Caleb Williams. Do you like yeah. Bo Nix at all? No, no. Out on Bo Nix. And, and that's the really hard one. It's like we're talking through like video series. I mean, he also kind of could look like Drew Brees. <laughs> he kinda, yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> he kind of does. Um, but he's one where it's just like I, I have trouble like coming up with nice things to say about him, which is rare because even like Drake May, like I'm not yeah. Drake May guy. He's got a good name. Like Bo yeah. Nix really rattles off, you know, the yeah. tongue. He's like fairly Easy athletic. To say. And Bo like Nicks, Bo Nicks, Bo Nicks, Bo Nicks. But it's Bo Nicks, Bo Nicks. That is that is nice. It's an Penix, easy Penix, name Penix, to say. Penix, yeah. Yeah, like Michael Penix Jr. is tougher name. I know. Tougher name to say. Could you imagine that? That like Michael Penix Jr. and Michael Porter Jr. in the same town. Dude. <laughs> On top of that, <laughs> yeah. You know who's a free agent? Who's that? Michael Pittman Jr. Wow. You could really, you could really just bring all the MPJs and get MPJ. The your MPJ to come to 
a Broncos game, take a picture of him. Like, here's MPJ watching yeah. MPJ throw to MPJ. And then the Nuggets could sign Cavs point guard Kevin oh, Porter Jr. KPJ, yeah. KPJ. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I think, to me, though, Penix is my guy. Um, in terms of, like, value, the fact that he's seen as, like, a second, third-round pick is kind of crazy. Like, the accuracy so is what, just... Was it just the buzz from um, the kind of championship game wearing off that has made him drop yeah i think that's some of it like that was his peak yeah was like that Cause, run because everybody's watching and people were like oh he's you know a top 15 pick totally exactly at that time yeah um again the the big knocks are the medicals i mean he's had three seasons ended by injuries serious right. injuries been healthy the last two um and then on top of that he's just a very old prospect but once you get past those two things like the accuracy is insane. The ability yeah. to step up in the pocket, the little moves he makes when he's in the pocket, just to find more space, buy more time. Like he gives his receiver a chance every single time. And while like you like Drake May, he hits like this deep post. It's like the receiver's open. It's yeah. every single time, regardless of whether the receiver's open or or not. Drake or, or Michael Penix Jr. is gonna put that ball in the right spot. So like you got a defender's back turn, his head's right here. He can just drop it right over the top, right wherever it needs to be. I mean, there there have been two quarterbacks in college football history that have thrown for forty five hundred yards in back to back seasons: Michael Penix Jr., Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Like the level of production on top of that's crazy. And I get the age is a knock, but to me, like he's just so battle tested. Like I, I go back to. Uh, 2020 there was a game against Penn State number eight Penn State and at this point he's playing for Indiana a terrible 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 program for forever sure. and he has this incredible run in overtime just dies for the pile on a two-point conversion to make the upset and it's just like uh, you have that all the way back then fighting back from injuries winning jobs like big games he's won so many like he's another one where while McCarthy might run the more NFL style system Everything's kind of gone right for him. Like, he's never had adversity. Like, he didn't yeah. play in seven fourth quarters this year because they were up by so much. Just right. didn't even play. Like, that's, that's, not, that's not a thing that happens. So, Penix just seems like a guy who you wonder if maybe he he just fights and fights and fights and has he's more of like a Teddy Bridgewater type or like, a, you know, even like a Derek Carr type quarterback. But that accuracy is just on another level in a way that if that just translates he he could be a monster. He could be a Joe Burrow. Well, plus he's a lefty, which is just, of course, cooler yeah. than being a righty. It's so true. So, I mean, that, that's so why true. I'm a big panic guy because he's a lefty. Yeah, I like that, too. I just like lefties. Yeah. Especially lefties. lefty quarterbacks. Yeah, because then, like, you got that thing where, um, I guess, like, punt returners, like, if they're playing against, like, a left-footed punter, like, Bill Belichick always brings in, like, a left-handed punter to try out for yeah. the week so he can kick to him. Like you probably have DBs dropping balls because it's spinning the other way. Like, yeah, there, there are those little perks like that. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, they're I'm not used you. to like rollouts going that way. Yeah, you also sounded like uh, Todd McShay right there yeah. when you were rattling <laughs> off the scouting report. All the production, that. the production. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that with him. Like, it's it, it is pretty crazy is how much football he's played, and it's all like just fighting and fighting, and then successful, more successful than anybody could have expected over and over and over. Oh, again. for sure. All right, so that's best case scenario. Yeah. What about worst case scenario? Again, uh, so like, so not talking about you know one of the first round guys. Mm -hmm. What what is behind door number two or three? To me, I mean, I'm I'm not a big Bo Nix guy. As I said, that would probably be the one that to he, me, I'm he's like, the oh one God. of the one quarterback in those exactly. like top five or six that could be 
bad. Exactly. He's the one that anybody else I'd be super excited about with him. Like, I would come around to it because, like, you just do that. But at the time, I'd be like, yeah, come on. That's the one of the six I didn't want. Um, yeah. But that's more like me and my personal preference. Um, I guess, like, worst case scenario is probably let Russ go. You uh, get, like, a retread. Exactly. Like, maybe you go, maybe you trade for, ooh, worst case, is Zach Wilson. Oh, my like, God. Like, and you're just like, Zach Wilson, Jarrett Stidham. Like, we're kind of not... They might not say they're punting that year. Is what third string? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they're like Mac Jones. Like there is a pattern. We're really building out our quarterback room. We got oh. Zach Wilson for his third string. Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but they might. Even in that case, though, they'd just be so bad that like Shador Sanders is on the board next year, and right. And so there is like kind of a nice outcome there. So you can make the case that Russ coming back is like the worst case scenario, just because. While he did his part, there isn't necessarily a path for this team in the Russell Wilson era to be like a championship contender. Like you're just not getting significantly better than you were this year when you won eight games. Like Russell Wilson, maybe if you call last year a good year, maybe has two, two more good years in him, three more good years in him. And just given the state of the roster, you're not getting to the point where a good average above average, good, whatever you want to call Russell Wilson type quarterback is going to carry the mountaintop. Like, you're still waiting to turn that page in a way that's yeah. annoying. But like I said, like that might be a successful season, and then you get a chance to build up the roster a little bit more. That first-round pick could turn out to be a stud, and you have a, like a Brock Bowers at tight end instead of using that pick on a quarterback who might not pan out. So like there, there'd still be a path forward. The thing is, any route has ridiculous downsides and ridiculous – well, that maybe not ridiculous upsides. Except for like Caleb Williams or something. Right. So I, I've seen you write about this a lot over mm-hmm. the last couple months. But like, if you look at some of the teams that made playoff runs, yeah, like the Lions with Jared Goff, yep. the Bucks with Baker Mayfield, some of these guys that you could probably put in the retread category uh-huh. that were counted out by their previous team, w- there could be a guy in in that category that's available, but. It, does that fall that falls under the more downside than upside yeah. umbrella to you? There, there isn't one that really jumps out. Like there, we yeah, there's a not of, a like, clear one that you look at and like, okay, that I yeah. can actually get excited like about. Sam Darnold would be one like yeah. Sam Howell, I guess, maybe would be fairly exciting coming from the commanders, but they're in position to draft Drake May, they can move on. Um but yeah, like is he Drew Locke? Like maybe he's Jay Cutler and even mm-hmm. that's not like super exciting. Um so so you have no faith in Sean Payton, the offensive guru, to rehab one of these guys. I mean, the, I, I, what he was five and two with Teddy Bridgewater back in the day, like successful with Jameis. Uh-huh. I don't think made the playoffs. So like there is some of that sort of stuff, and I do think big picture there is more value there in a general sense than people recognize. I think there have been uh, yeah two quarterbacks in NFL history that have won a Super Bowl making twelve and a half percent of their team's salary cap or more. Wow, that's a stat. Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. They're pretty good. Exactly. And so the formula for forever has been you either have like a, 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 a quarterback on a rookie contract right. or you have Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. <laughs> right. And that's how you win the Super Bowl. But sure. you look around at who's um, how quarterbacks are being paid right now. And it's just not realistic. Like you have so many, uh, I can't get these cap hit percentages to pull up, but I'd imagine you've got 12 guys right now who are above that threshold. So as much as you can be jealous of the chargers for having Justin Herbert, you're paying him $52 million a year. Yeah. And odds are like 
he'll he'll make you competitive year in year out but he's not tom brady or patrick mahomes exactly and if you could instead have jared goff and another 20 million dollars or you drop down even another level i mean we're talking about russell wilson 18 and a half million dollars you've russell wilson plus 34 million dollars i mean you could blow that all on chris jones if you want you look at last year, you, you could probably get the top tackle on the market and a big-time edge rusher, plus Russell Wilson. Like, would you take those two or or those three, I guess, or would you take Justin Herbert? Like, mm-hmm. those are kind of the issues that teams are running into. And so I do think that paying these quarterbacks, unless it's one of the two or three best in the league, it's not a good idea. Right, right. Cool. Um, last question I've got mm-hmm. for you. The Combine's coming up next week. Yep. The 26th. Yep. We always hear like some crazy stories and storylines and rumors coming out of the combine. What do you think is going to be the biggest headline? Not even just with the Broncos, but maybe just from across the league that you predict might come out of the NFL combine. It can be a rumor. It can be just any storyline. Like, what do you think people will be talking about? At the combine. So I think there was a report this morning that the Bears are going to announce like the future of Justin Fields next week. Oh man. So we know so there's that's like, gonna be big. That might not be number one, but it'll be it'll be up in the rankings. Yeah. And the thing is like in there's a small chance they say we're just gonna roll with Justin Fields and trade the number one pick. Sounds kind of crazy to me. Um and more likely they're just going to announce what we all know, which is that they're going to trade Justin Fields, which yeah. Hey, I mean, that would be fun, and that would be a big story here as well. Is is Justin Fields to the Broncos more on the best case or worst case scenario side? Or is he right in the middle? You know, he's probably the best retread option. Okay. I, th- I think I can he is. get behind that. Like, he's... I, I'm pretty much convinced he's just not, like, a great quarterback. Yeah. But could you find a way to make him close to what Russell Wilson was this year? I think he could get close for substantially less money. Exactly. And that's where like Russell Wilson, again, you could make the case like he was a fringe top 10 quarterback last year. It'd be a pretty statistical case. You could pretty easily make a case that he was maybe, maybe not in the top 13 would be a pretty easy case to make Um, with, with Justin Fields, you know, you're, I guess maybe you could still say he has a high ceiling. I'm kind of over that. He at least yeah. had How some moments, like 24. Yeah, you can probably still get away with saying he has a high ceiling. Yeah, you probably could. But, yeah, I mean, he could step in and be fine. Like, you'll, he could probably be the the second-best quarterback they've had since Peyton. Yeah, which I mean, not saying much, but still. Exactly. In some ways, saying something. <laughs> like So I don't think that's yeah. bad. And And I think ESPN put together a few potential trades for him. It was like a third-round pick or a future second-round pick. That that price tag, again, you give up your third-round pick this year. You still get to go get like a Brock Bowers in the first round. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so Justin, the Justin Fields sweepstakes. That yeah. could be a storyline from the combine. Yeah, I do think uh, there's this Quinion Mitchell, uh, the cornerback from Toledo who's like flown up draft boards. One of Jake's guys. Um, uh-huh. Daniel Jeremiah, like big draft guy. Um he was saying like his 40 yard dash time could be insane. Like insane. Like insane. in the four twos. What exactly? Like if you, I think what, what he said he? corner. Okay. Yeah. What he said was like, if it's a four, three, five, he's going to be hanging his head a bit, which 
that could be kind of fun. Whoever whoever runs the fastest will be a big one. Yeah. Um. Anything else? I mean, Sean Payton's gonna talk. Broncos country. Oh, I mean, Sean Payton loves to talk. There's a he does love to, not to me, but not to well, not to, to people to from like Denver. Kay Adams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who doesn't? Uh, she should come back on the show sometime. Um. Also, uh, so we'll probably hear. I'd say a thirty percent chance there's some sort of big Russell Wilson announcement. Thirty percent chance yep. Sean Payton just comes out and and says yep. we're trading him or something or since that's like his first media availability since i guess depending on how you want to count like the couple interviews at the super bowl since the end of the season and his next one will be uh i believe after the draft it could be that like he does this whole thing and somebody says like hey what's uh what's what's the plan with russ and he's like oh we're still working through that and about 15 minutes later it's like eve rapaport says the broncos are moving on from russell wilson but what, he doesn't want to answer the, the question again when does his salary kick in again i think it's 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 I believe it's two o'clock our time March eighteenth. It could okay. be like March seventeenth. It has to be done. Did, did it need an exact time? But that helps. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's because the, first, the it's technically the fifth day of the league year, okay. and the first day of the league year is starts at two o'clock March thirteenth, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because that's not when the day starts, and so some people say like, well, he can't be on the roster on March eighteenth, but like maybe. Maybe it's up until the. You know. I have a feeling we'll get a pretty good idea at the combine because I, I think bet so there's going to be some stories that come out and they're like, oh, Sean Payton's meeting with a lot of quarterbacks at the combine. Exactly. Why could he be doing that? Ex I don't know. And that's the thing is like, there's so many like, there's always the buzz. It's like yeah. the buzz around the Senior Bowl is that they're they really want to trade up and do something crazy with Kelvin. And it's like, okay, well that buzz is just like. Just me and you Random, talking. Exactly. We're the buzz. Exactly. It's like people in Denver believe. It's like, hey, that's me, person in Denver. Like the buzz <laughs> is never, never, never worth as much as you think it is. Yeah. And beyond that, if it really did come from Sean Payton, it's 50-50 that he's just saying something totally wrong just wow. to like throw people off the scent. And so like even on the off chance it does come from a, a, a person you should be listening to, it, it just as easily could be a lie. Believe nothing. Yeah. This time of year is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> because you can have that rampant speculation. Mock draft season is so fun. But <laughs> there's a reason why most mock drafts are completely wrong. Exactly. It's because, and I know this, when NBA draft people call up the Nuggets and ask them about a mock draft, mm -hmm. I know this for a fact. The Nuggets will just give them a name that they have no plan on yeah. even thinking about drafting. Yeah, I know at the Super Bowl, one of the questions that Sean... <laughs> and if you think about it, it's like, why would they give them a name they're interested 100%. in? 100%. And so Super Bowl, <laughs> I think it's Sports Illustrated, asked Sean, uh, who are, what are the names of some of the quarterbacks around the league who you think uh, get a, get a, are hated but don't don't deserve the hate they get? Did he say Derek Carr? Or no, he, said, he said Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield. He said yeah. Zach Wilson. And he Zach said, Wilson's uh, a good one, yeah. Uh, there was well, I can't remember what the third one was. But, I thought but he might have said Carr. It, it might have been. That might have yeah. been the third one. Um, but but oh, that's, no, no, it was Garoppolo. It was. I was yeah. thinking of he, he Raiders was in this game just a couple years ago. It yeah, was so Garoppolo. It was, yeah. yeah. And so then after that, it the it's everybody saying like, oh, he really likes Baker. He's going after <laughs> Baker. It's gonna happen. It's like, like that is possible. It is a one possible thing. But yeah. it's also 50-50 that he is absolutely not going after Baker. And then that's why he said it. And so what did we learn? Nothing. And I feel like a wet blanket on the podcast half the time when it's like, oh, there's this random report. And, and Zach turns and asks, what does it mean? I'm like, once again, no, it means nothing. nothing. I know this is bad content, but the truth <laughs> is like, 
it means nothing. We could talk about like what would happen if that guy comes or like the implications or if there'd yeah. be like any other hints, but like it means nothing. Don't listen to any of it. All right. Well, good to know. Yeah. It means nothing. Uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. Hank, thanks for hopping on. You oh, can yeah. follow Henry on Twitter. Read all his stuff uh, at thednvr.com. Mm-hmm. Are we going to the combine? We're not. Or I, Zach is going. Zach is going to the combine. Yes. So he'll be out there um, telling us what is real and what's fake. Yes. So can't wait for that. Uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. If you're watching, throw us a quick thumbs up. And we'll be back next week mm-hmm. with another guest. Talk to you guys then. Y'all silly like the mayor. 